What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Terence, your yeah. butt just not threw me off now. <laughs> what the hell was that, man? Keeping you on your toes, man. Keeping yeah, me on my yeah, toes. Yeah. It did, it did. For a moment there, I was like, oh shit, what the hell do I say? But yes, this is a mid midweek podcast. Midweek podcast. Yeah. We yeah. had a guest uh, earlier in this week, and that yeah. podcast will be coming out this weekend. Next week. Next Monday. Next week, next Monday. Mm, yeah. uh, I guess we can say who the guest is. Yes. It's yeah. our one and only uh, first time, first silver medalist in the 10,000 meters at the SEA Games in 40 years. Mm. I mean, uh, what's his name? So Ru Yong. Yeah. We spoke to him a few weeks prior to the SEA Games. Uh, now he's back with a silver medal from the SEA Games, silver medals from the Taiwan Open. And yeah, I mean, it was a fun podcast. A fun yeah, podcast. Yeah. It'll come out on Monday. Yeah, that's right. Um, But yeah, it was a rainy, rainy, rainy Thursday today. Mm. Uh, We got some interesting topics. But how, how's your week been, man, Terrence? It's okay. I think the rain has been very welcome. Because it's been uh, crazy, crazy, crazy hot last few days again. Mm. Um, but yeah, good, man. Good. The rain is good. Yeah, the rain is good. Uh, I mean, it's refreshing. La. And I think this morning when I was about to go for my uncle walk, I checked the app and I think the whole of Singapore was raining. Mm, mm. Was it, it was raining where you were? It was raining where I was, yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, we're all united under the same cloud once again. <laughs> is it? Depends uh, what you mean by cloud. Uh. Oh, oh, yeah. La, yeah la. Depends. La, yeah. yeah, depends. Mm. Um. But yeah, other than that, um, been uh, news wise, like other, you know, a bit, bit quieter after the a big, uh, big banging start to the week. Uh. Even the big banging start, if you think mm. about it, was it really big and banging? What Halima announcing that she's not uh yeah. running again? Yeah, ah. I mean it's 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 okay lah. It's not mm. like 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 in the previous weeks, you know, when we have like the ride out ride mm. out stuff and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a teaser to big banging stuff that is coming. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I mean, you win some, you lose some. You win right? some, yeah. you lose some. Yeah. But we still have two topics today. Yeah. We're still going to talk about some shit. And okay. they they will affect you in your day to day life. Uh, still. One of them. One of them. One of them. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Uh, but before that, what is it you like to say, Terence? I think as always, um, you know, uh, if this podcast has touched you anyway, please do leave a review on whatever wherever you listen to it. And if you want to find a new way to check us out, also go on YouTube and just subscribe because uh. We are, we're now uploading our entire video podcast onto YouTube as well. Mm. And uh, it's quite interesting. Very different community there. Very yeah. different audience there. Yeah. And uh, the conversations there are a bit different from what we're used to. La. And just yeah. to clarify, it's like actual videos we're taking. It's previously, we have uploaded onto YouTube the full podcast, but that's just like an image, like a static image. This is actual videos of Terrence and I looking face-to-face in our yeah. office. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's a new dawn. New dawn for your yes. butt. New dawn. Uh, but speaking of new dawns, mm. There was also some news that came out yesterday, 31st yeah. May, 2023. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm confused because it sounds, it's new news, but it sounds like old news. Mm. Mm. Um, but basically, the news is that from 1st June, 2023, enforcement officers will now be asking for particulars of diners who don't return used trays and crockery. Mm. Mm. That's right. So... Uh, I mean, I'm kind of lost in this whole thing, and I forgot that it's been two years, no, since there was first the first like like uh, uh, uh rules 
that protect against people leaving trays randomly. Mm, mm. Uh, but what what made you want to talk about this? Uh, aside from the fact that we don't have another Halima, <laughs> Halima uh, banging topic. No, like I said, uh, this will affect people day to day. In the sense of, uh, yeah, Big Brother now is officially watching. Uh. I but mean, they were watching for a while already. They've been watching for damn long. <clears throat> they've been watching for a while, but now, Big Brother can come and ask you for your particulars. So that is the change, is it? Uh, I think, yeah, it sounds like they're going to enforce getting your particulars and and also send you a warning letter lah, if you're a first-time offender. But last time, if you offend uh, and you have a warning letter, they will ask for particulars also. Right? Uh, I think, from I mean, if so that's the thing. If you watch all those... Uh, I think there were a couple of, like, there was a CNA documentary about it. There were, you know, mothership videos about it, about the returning When it first came out, when it first came out. Uh, I think about a year ago, when they were assessing how successful the, the whole campaign is, right? Uh. About a year ago. Um, you would see that the enforcement officers who were going round table to table, they were taking great pains to explain mm. to people and to tell them that they need to return the trace. And I think I, I, I think just paraphrasing one of them, they said that there actually were no cases where they were trying to tell people to re- return the trace, and those people didn't return. Mm. So there was almost very little need to take down particulars and then like you know uh, enf- take enforcement actions. But since then, it's been you know a whole year since, maybe now people have come out of the woodwork, the, <laughs> the jerks of society have come out and really shown the ugly faces where they're like, Oh fuck! Now we got to take down the particulars for real. Because the people, the assholes, have been holding out. Uh. They've They're been like, you know what? Yeah. Next one year, I'm gonna be my be be this 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 good boy. Return mm. my trace. Mm. After one year, I'm gonna just fucking show my true colors. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because they they thought that oh, what what's the worst that could happen? Someone just comes to tell me to return my trace. Uh. That's it, like uh, you know. Yeah. But now people are saying that they you know they have much more authority to actually issue warning letters. But and previously everything. also got they had the authority, but I think. There was a grace period aspect to it. La. Like they were giving people a chance to get used to the rules and uh, used to the presence of these people watching them. That's, oh. why, that's why I, I, I get from it. La. Yeah, that, that's what I also gather somewhat because mm-hmm. the first thing, the first time it started, the NEA, the National Environment Agency and the Singapore Food Agency started enforcing shit was 1st September 2021 mm-hmm. um, at Hawker Centres. Then Jan- 1st January 2022, it extended to coffee shops and food courts. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> like, uh, NEA did back up the, the stats of progress. The average tray and crockery return rate, known mm. as the TCRR, mm. at hawker centers has since increased to 91% currently from mm. 65% in August 2021. Mm, so basically, the month before this thing started getting enforced, it was yeah. 65%. Now 91%, no. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the coffee shops and food courts also maintain their TCR at ninety percent. Mm. Mm. So you know, next time before you choose where to eat, you should ask your friends what's the TCR of this hawker center. <laughs> There's an app you it's pull up. It's sub ninety, is it? <laughs> Fuck this place! I'm not eating here. Okay, um, so so basically, NEA did put out a statement mm. Um, mm. Uh, and yeah, like to to ensure that the good efforts of the majority who return their reuse trays and crockery are not marred by the inconsiderate behavior of the minority. Mm. So basically, the ten percent lah. Yeah. Last time the vaccination rate, what was the holdout? The holdout percentage. Oh, I don't know, five percent or something, maybe. So there's always this five to ten percent lah. They're mm. like, you know what? I don't conform, man. Yeah. I just do my own shit. But I mean, 
anecdotally for yourself, how has it been when you go to places and you uh, have you seen people returning the trays more often than not uh, or uh, what? I wouldn't say I've seen people return trays more often than not, but every time I go to return the tray, like it looks full, and I don't mm. think it's the fault of the cleaners. Yeah. Um. So I would assume that if I really had to say, I think people, a good amount of people are returning trays. I don't know how it was back in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Yeah. Like for you? Uh. Yeah. I think like most places I go now, by default, I I sort of think of re- about returning the trays, even like uh cafes or restaurants and things like that. So uh, even just for myself, I because there's such a clear enforcement action that that could be that you could be penalized, right? Mm. I just default to okay, we gotta return the the trays and everything. Also, oh, the, the the that that works on you, lah. It works on me. Although I've been doing it myself already, lah, mm. right? But I think now it's just. I mean, there's the double disincentive. There's an added disincentive. Also, it registers it. in your head, like, oh. It does, I yeah. And, it? And, I mean, it's, a, it's not a bad behavior to, to cultivate yeah. a bad habit or cultivate. So, why not, man? But then the question is, why are you doing it? You know, why are mm. people doing it? Is it for fear of being fined? Mm-hmm. Or, for, or for just the belief that, oh, you know, you're already paying cheap, uh, like, subsidized prices yeah. of a meal. Just do your part. Mm, mm, mm. So Are we cultivating the right thing or not, Terrence? I mean, sometimes you could argue that, uh, like, habits... Just form the habit first and think about the philosophy of it later, lah, right? Spoken like a true parent. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, yeah. I mean, it's like Pavlovian conditioning. Right? You, you kind of get people uh, to to do certain actions that are better for society first. Uh. And because of enforcement and because of all they these... They get used to it. Lah. Yeah, negative uh, incentives. But then when you go to places like McDonald's, do you yeah. return your tray? Yeah, I do. What, you don't? I do. Then? I do. I don't just assume, ah. No, because I'm wondering whether people also see it differently. Because you say the behavior, right? Is it if you're not in Econ, then you your 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 Pavlovian thing kicks in, return. Mm. Yeah. Even though food courts are air conditioned also, yeah. right? Uh but I wonder whether people's behavior, if there's a study, what is the T C R R at McDonald's, right? Versus hawker centers. Because mm. mm. McDonald's and places like that, I think there's almost this this subconscious thing like, okay, you're paying a bit more than you do at hawker centers, people will clean up for me. Mm. Mm. Well, like Starbucks, mm. you know, Starbucks is one of those places that I've always, like, I think because they don't have, uh, like, cleaners per se, it's always people behind the counter coming to wipe the table, right? Yeah. So, there are always tables that are, like, full of shit. Like. Yeah. No, and they don't do a good job of indicating where to return items. They don't. They don't. There's a lot of, uh, I think a lot of joints are sort of stuck in the middle where they kind of hope that you return the tray, but they, they never what, yeah. invested, you know, in, in setting up a tray return pointer. And so that's why it gets confusing for diners. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think all outlets should encourage it as much as possible. Uh. But then, yeah. don't you think, okay, so like that day I went to Shake Shack for the first time. Uh-huh. And I think they do have a tray return station. And they I do. won't deny, I felt like I paid so much for a fucking burger. Yeah. Why am I returning my tray? And then? I still did lah. You still did. But then that, that moment where I was like, wait, why am I feeling this? Uh, what am I feeling? So when you say all joints should encourage it, I think as a behavior, as a mm, habit, mm, it's mm. a good thing in general. Yeah. But when there's that disconnect, right? Like, I mean, Shake Shack burgers are not cheap, lah, right? Yeah. Then, like, then how do you square that off? For you? Or for you, like, the moment I, this is not the food I cook, I will return the tray. Uh, I think, for me, it's, it's yeah, just a matter of the, I, I kind of think about the turnover of the place or so, lah, right? If it's mm. very crowded and there are people who are going to be using a table immediately mm. and all that, uh, it would speed things up, lah, right? If you return your tray. Versus like having to, I mean, there can still be a cleaner coming to clean it up. 
Yeah. But it's gonna take longer if you leave your your shit lying around, yeah, right? yeah. And uh, you you just put yourself in the shoes of the next person coming in, uh, If you are like rushing through lunch and things like that, mm. do you want to have to wait for someone to? Pick so you're being a gracious you? citizen, lah. Of course, yeah. Hey, shut up, That's okay, like Terrence. the basic to, to be. No, but it doesn't occur to you that you're paying like a a premium for the meal compared to like a burger elsewhere. But it's still fast food, right? Right, it's still fast food. Ultimately, true, lah. Yeah. Yeah. You mean not even like a smidgen or like a small part of Terrence in your head just goes, eh, this feels a bit, a bit weird. No, like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't strike me as weird at all. I mean, uh, it's, it's like, why not? Why not? Why not just, it, it doesn't kill you to return the trailer, right? No, I'm just wondering because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that, that I can't be the only one who has a bit of like, eh, huh, should I do this? Do I mm-hmm. need to do this? Uh, and I mean, I eventually did it, but I won't deny I had that moment where I was like, hmm, okay. Where do you draw the line? Like yeah. at a restaurant, you wouldn't. Yeah. Right? But you could argue that at a restaurant, because they, usually they have to set the table and they have to, you know, put put back cutlery on the table and things like that for other diners to use. So there's a certain way they need to clean the table, a certain standard that they're trying to, to make. Mm. But a very com- more communal dining areas, like where McDonald's or... Or hawker you find centers. your own seat. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter, right? It's, as long as it's just clear, someone can sit there. It doesn't even need to be mm. perfectly clean. Someone can sit there. So actually, it's more of a relationship between yourself and the next diner rather than yourself in the restaurant. So right? basically, anytime yeah. you need to wait to be seated, that's when there's no expectation that you clean. Mm, if you I find guess. your own seat, yeah. then... Yeah. So that is the line. That is the line. Yeah. And if they have service staff going around, like, you know, taking orders and things like that, mm. right? I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's more natural that they have, they, they should clear it and to maintain their own standards. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I just I just found it funny because when we were doing research, also there were some articles that had a similar headline, but mm. it was dated like April. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to understand what is the escalation. Like, and it feels like, like what you said, like, like last time was just, grace period almost whereas now mm. you can imagine you know the scenes like in, in action movies when the police station everyone takes the guns to go out yeah. for a mission yeah. now all the what are they called uh? not SDAs right uh, enforcement, enforcement officers enforcement officers uh. yeah enforcement. maybe maybe now is, uh, it also helps that enforcement officers yeah, it helps that we're way past COVID now and those people who used to do um, safe distancing ambassadors and all that they're, they're very well trained in going around enforcing oh. things, like, right? So they need to be so, deployed, right? Yeah, they've been redeployed <laughs> as enforcement officers here, you know, phase two, you know? So, so they're, <laughs> they're basically general enforcers, like. Yeah, yeah, The government yeah, has yeah. this pool of general enforcers. Yeah, what do you need to enforce today? Yeah, oh, okay. okay. You need to enforce. <laughs> today is about enforcing uh, yeah. training. Just return. a team of enforcers, all mm. just, their skill is enforcing, like. Mm. So we take back. I take back everything I say about safe distancing <laughs> ambassadors not being a transferable skill. Oh my god, it's fucking transferable. Now we're like, okay, now get out there to the hawker centers no, and get people to return their trays. And in fact, this is like next level now because safe distancing officers from far you can see mask or no mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one you have to mm. gauge when they are going to finish. Yeah, yeah. And then when they are going to leave, and then you have to keep your eyes on so many things. Yeah, and uh, there, there. I think the in the CNA documentary about tray returns. There was this scene where they were analyzing whether someone left a little, uh, you know, those chopstick, those uh, chopstick wrappers uh, tucked in under like a, a crevice in the table. Uh, and then they observed that, oh, actually, no, he has his chopstick wrapper inside his finished bowl. That means that chopstick wrapper was not from him. You know, they have this powers of observation. <laughs> almost like fucking Cluedo oh, level, like Cluedo level of observation that they realized, oh, that guy did not litter. 
So that's 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 the level of observational skills they need to have, like as an, as uh, enforcement officers. Oh my mm. god! So okay, so they also have like FAQs, lah. You know, some pretty pretty detailed FAQs, lah. Mm. Um, so start off with an easy one, ah, Terence. Yep. Yes or no? Is it an offense if a diner cleans clears his or her tray and uses crockery, but leaves behind tissues or empty drink cans or food remnants such as shells and bones on the dining table? Is it an offense? Yes, it is. It is an offense. Yeah. It is an offense. Mm. Um, it's and, like littering, and, la, right? It's like it's like leaving your litter on the floor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, um, what else? Uh, like, uh, will enforcement action be taken against diners at Tsertsa or steamboat steamboat stalls within hawker centers? Mm, that's ah, a tough one. Because sometimes they have their own area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, yes or no, Terence? Time is ticking. You can be enforcement no, officer or not. No. The littering law applies to all diners, all. bro. Oh, it applies crap. to all. Okay, all. Okay, got it. Uh, and then what if the enforcement officer requests for a diner's particulars, but he or she does not have them on hand? They can get the police to get to get them to do it, right? Uh potential. Yeah. But let's say you don't have police anywhere nearby, but you see a phone. They have a phone. Yeah, or a digital NRIC. Easy. The SingPass app, lah. Yeah, la, yeah, la. yeah, it's a solution for correct, everything. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Clear everything. Yeah. <laughs> What if a diner steps away from a, the table to get a drink with the intention of coming back to return his tray, but enforcement officers <laughs> accuse him of littering? I think they they can <laughs> they will judge the intent based on what the what the guy says, lah, right? Basically, the official FAQ is that if they have assessed that the diner has indeed stepped away from the table to get a drink with the intention of coming back to return his tray. The officer will request that the diner clears the used tray before proceeding to buy the drink. Wow. Wow. Eh. These enforcement is... officers are like, okay. they're like that, that friend at the party that like, oh, you know, you, they're like, oh, you got to hold the glasses a certain way when you drink. You know, those wine, wine connoisseurs and all. Oh, you, yeah. your nose has to be this angle when you sniff. Whoa. Hold it up to the light. They're super, got to be like super observant and super... Uh, they follow, follow the follow the protocol uh, kind of people. Wow, this right? is crazy, man. Yeah. But then, like, you know, online, right, what have you seen the response be? Uh? Um, I mean, uh, I haven't, I haven't trolled online for about this one. Uh. But mm. what have you seen? Uh? Basically, there are a bunch of people saying that, okay, you know, like the plight of cleaners and mm. how much they earn and all that, it's it's not the highest, la, right? Mm-hmm. So why are we paying these enforcement officers money that could otherwise go to the cleaners? Wow, that's a that's another can of worms. Yeah, man. Open up. Yeah, because I I think the previously one of the some of the the self justification that people had for uh not returning their trays was literally like oh because I'm giving I'm keeping these uh cleaners uh and giving them yeah, jobs uh, yeah. right by me not returning my tray it means that someone needs to clean after me. Which means that these cleaners have a job, which I think is a bit of a quite a you know perverse incentive to 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 get people to not clear their trays, like, right? Yeah. Or to justify why you're not clearing your tray. But uh this this one is next level, like, oh why hire enforcement officers when you can pay cleaners more already? Mm. Yeah, because it feels like it's uh two different things, eh? Because first of all, just because you might have additional funds, do people yeah. want to be cleaners? Mm, mm, right? Is mm. there a supply of people who want to be cleaners? I yeah. think given how the enforcer role within the government is becoming a highly coveted role mm. uh, with very transferable skills and a, and a very long roadmap for, for a 
career of enforcement, mm. uh, I would imagine there are more people who would rather become enforcement officers than cleaners. Lah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the, the interesting thing was that it's not that... Uh, the, I think what I was mentioning earlier was debunked because, uh, you know, most places anecdotally has seemed to have kept the same number of cleaners. Uh, mm. And the cleaners now are, are deployed to do other things like sorting trash or sorting plates and cups. But that's just based anecdotally. Yeah, anecdotally, uh-huh. like, based on like what I saw in the CNA documentary uh-huh. and, and a couple other uh, short videos about it. So cleaners have been, in some ways, they are being f- forced to, uh, you know, whether it's focus on certain aspects of the job or, or pick up new skills, like, right? Whether it's uh, sanitizing, for example, which became a big thing during COVID, mm-hmm. right? So we now we realize the importance of sanitizing all your surfaces and all that. And I think during COVID, we all saw it. Like, there were, I think even security officers were going around sanitizing, you know, handles and buttons and things around like, uh, all, around all these buildings as well. So their job scopes also changed slightly and evolved with the times. Like. Mm. Um, whether they should be paid more to do so, I think that's a whole separate discussion. But it's not a... It's not a, it's not the same pilot, right? Mm. Where if you pay the enforcer officer, means you pay the cleaner less or anything like that. Yeah. Unless you make the cleaner the enforcer also, lah. Mm. Right? Where the cleaner, auntie, up, uh. yeah, she has the power to also issue you written warning, ask for NRIC. Maybe <laughs> that's what they tell them on uh, their career prospects now. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's your roadmap. Here's your career progression. Mm. You can go from cleaner to enforcer. Yeah, but then, different, different there eh? because enforcer you need to. You have to interact with people a lot yeah. and like gotta you know, almost you're you're almost like scolding them like right. And like the time. I can't imagine being a fun role like. It's like yeah. you know, whenever if you're eating, you see someone there as an enforcer, you are already not gonna like them. Mm-mm-mm. They are like the prefect like, in school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the prefect. The prefect. Prefects, uh, so yeah. but then you know, see this whole thing unfold, right? It's been like a three year thing. There are official press releases and the clean Singapore SG clean mm. tray campaign. Does it make you feel a little like, wow, this is too much? Dystopian society and all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. As in, if uh, the trade-off is uh, cleaner, cleaner eating area and all that, uh, which we have experienced in, in recent uh, months, right? Then I think it's it's worth it. But then, you know, when you went to Korea recently or yes. like Japan, I've heard many good things. I've, I've experienced Japan and how people are a lot more diligent about cleaning up. There's no enforcement there, lah, right? There's no enforcement, yeah. But it's part of their culture. Uh, it's part of their culture, and and but I, yeah, I I kind of like hesitate to to say that. Oh, other you see, it happens in other cultures. Uh. Or other cultures better, cause for example, you know, you said mentioned Korea, lah, right? There are a lot of things about Korean culture I love a lot, but there are also ways that they interact with each other, with each other that we don't in Singapore. That are very uh, they were very startling to me la. Like what the 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 lack of personal space between people like in crowd, crowded situations, they're very open to just jostling and and pushing people around when they're in a tight space la, and mm. banging to you and and not blinking an eyelid and not blinking an eye at all la, Right. Whereas in Singapore, I think we generally a bit more guarded about our personal space and mm. and everything. Uh. So yeah, there are trade offs like Maybe yeah. Maybe they do clean up them after themselves and in the communal dining areas, but there are other things that they do that would see, be, seem very uh, unbecoming of like, you know, developed nation and civilized society and all that as well. Mm. Trade-offs, la, trade-offs, like, no, 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 I think cannot compare overseas one for no, one. No, I'm like just that. curious, yeah. like, where does that, that those sort of habits uh, come from? La? Because mm. is this enforcement thing more like a stopgap thing? Like, to get everyone to change their behavior, like the 91%, la, you yeah. know? 
Yeah. Once that one, then you can assume it carries on. It transfers from generation to generation. What do you think? What do you think? Feel about it? Like, in, uh, are we becoming too much of a dystopian society where this got these uniform people standing there watching you while you're eating your your nasi lemak or whatever, just staring over your shoulder? Yeah. So not only do you have other diners looking for the table, you know, they come and peer over your shoulder. On the other shoulder, got people peering to see whether you return your fucking tray or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I, I do think that if if it is like a short-term thing to get people to change their behavior, mm. I do see some merit uh, mm. in the sense that if you if you ever have to sit down at a hawker center where there's just like, just all this... Yeah, grime um, everywhere, right? Grime everywhere. It's also not nice. Mm. And, I, and I really think the hawker culture should be preserved like like a national treasure. Mm. So if it can make the pleasance more pleasant, pre, uh, experience more pleasurable, uh. I think it's a good thing, but I hope it doesn't carry on for years. Like, it doesn't become a mainstay. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I would say is that, um, in very typical Singapore fashion, it seems like the only solution that we managed to come up with are punishments. Mm. How about the incentives to return the tray? You know, like, like I think I mentioned before on a podcast and it got a a couple of people on Reddit interested was that there was a Chinese restaurant that I went to where if you return your tray, you get a little token which you can exchange at a vending machine for ice cream. Uh, a literal like soft serve cone so it was actually fun because like I saw families with their kids all going to return the tray everybody fighting to return the tray so that they get the token to get ice cream first uh, you know things like that <clears throat> and then in Japan uh, I don't know if they still have it but years ago I, I saw that there was a, a group that organized uh, trash pickups at uh, you know by the sea and everything by the oceans whatever uh, so they would actually like get sponsorships from banks or whatever and create this really nice looking vests that didn't mm. look like fucking corrective work order like you're fucking you're going to prison or something like that and then they would get them to go and pick trash but the catch was I think it was uh, only meant for like young single people so, so it was like young single people I was just going to say that also. coming to pick trash together on a Saturday afternoon, you know, doing good for yeah. the world, but also doing good for each other. Like, you I mean, if, for if I was single and I yeah. wanted to meet people, I would go pick trash. Yeah, it's a great place <laughs> to talk. And fucking go beach, you do good. Mm. You get people who also care about like environment or just looking for, for company, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. Fucking imagine, they just did this every weekend or something like that. Like yeah. a, a whole squad, the single squad. Of people like go and at hawker centers and all that. I'll go, yeah, go hawker centers, return trays together. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, and then like you're you're maybe for like uh, fifteen minutes, you're paired with like a different a different person (laughs) of the opposite sex. Must be yeah, or same sex. Ah, same sex. Opposite sex, sex, same sex. And then you get like a coupon. Maybe for that day, you get like twenty dollars or like uh or 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 basically yeah, you make it a social thing lah. Yeah, yeah. Then then oh man, I mean, I think you can. There was still. Probably still a lot of steps they could have done before they went to straight away. Turn it all fine, you know. That's true, uh. Yeah, but we don't. This is the thing. Singapore, we tend to think of uh, punitive, very punitive measures for everything rather than okay, what's the, how do we encourage that behavior? Because right. yeah, I'm just I'm just so caught up on like whole singles clearing tracing. Because like 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 you know like clubs right? It's mm-hmm. dark. I fucking hate going to clubs. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. because the it was like so closed in loud music. But you do the same at a hawker center, okay? Maybe not mm. music, but you got a lot of life and like moving around, and then you just make it a social thing. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and and you rope, you you pull in, you know, the people who know a lot about the the history of the district, you know, those walking tours kind of thing. 
So you do a short walking tour before you go and clear trays at the hawker centre. Yeah. And after that, you go and pick up trash or clear rubbish together somewhere else. Then you do shifts, <laughs> la, like every one hour, then the next 30 minutes, you can like get a drink, you know, chill yeah. out with your fellow yeah. hawker mates. Mm. Walama. Yeah, this is... Um, Fucking... Trash meets bagel. Yeah. <laughs> That's a horrible name <laughs> for fucking dating app, like parents. Trash Tra- meets bagel. Trashel, a trashel. Bumble, trashel, yeah. Trash meets bagel. Yeah, yeah. Trash meets bagel. Who the hell will sign up for that, man? Trash meets bagel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if they should partner with all these these, these things, like uh, experiential, do good. Yeah. Do together. Do good. <laughs> <laughs> Another Halima reference. Oh, right love yeah. it. I mean, you were gone, lah, right? When I would have gone. Yeah, I would. I, uh, now I think back, it totally. I would totally go. You, you know, check so many boxes. You know, like you know, doing good, feeling good, and and also uh, hopefully meeting someone good. Also, preserving la. Singapore, preserving like Singapore. culture. Yeah, you know, you and show, yeah, you show you care and everything. Oh mm. fuck, man! Come on, man! SDU is it still yeah. around Singapore? What? Uh, the, no, the I think it's something else. Social really. development unit. Oh, I it's changed already. Yeah, no more already, but. But yeah, you know, there, there's That's so true. many ways to do it. That sounds so much more fun and yeah. like incentivizing. And and I think as in Singapore, always it's always key to get the businesses involved, get them to sponsor, get them to whatever like, you know, yeah, yeah. get them to to print, even just like print freaking t-shirts for everyone and all. That mm. matters a lot, nah. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been any innovation in terms of just equipping the trays with something that where you can I don't know register the number of trays you return or something. Or like air tags at it. Air tags, yeah. I mean RFIDs or something. Oh, yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, I feel but I feel like those God, uh. should have had, I've seen like uh, tray return areas that that look like that. I mean one of the the I think the tech companies, every time, you know, when we've gone there for like lunches and stuff like that, I always remember that tray return areas are like pretty nifty, uh, like conveyor tech belts. Tech companies. La. Yeah, la, yeah, la. So No, because uh, I'm saying like <clears throat> like you incentivize like um you know every hundred like fifty trays you return yeah. or something, you get you get something la. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, actually, yeah, that would incentivize people to return trays more yeah, often. Yeah, well. because I mean, people like once once you get to a certain age, you 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 start looking out for coupons and savings yeah, exactly. and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Whoa. tray return challenge, <laughs> like they got the national steps challenge. Ask ask Ruyong, uh, hey, you already two point four, you made it like a national thing. You do tray return, uh, or do like like some tray return games. Uh. How many mm. trays can you carry at one time? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, just have the a competition. Olympics, uh. Yeah, you close down Old Airport Road for one day. <laughs> Trey Olympics. Make it a fucking festival. Trey Olympics, correct, correct. My yeah. God, so many ideas. So man. many ideas, but... Um, so many ideas. Come on, NEA. Come on, yeah. SFA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is It is what it is. Mm. Uh, I'm just curious, like, whether it'll come a time where someone leaves and then their group is still there. Then the enforcement officers go to the group, say, can mm. you tell us the name of your friend who just left? Oh, and then whether they pauto. Yeah, whether they pauto. But then, <laughs> technically, the, the enforcement the officers would still wait for them to clear it. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. You need to observe what the final what the final outcome is, like, right? Or mm. mm. oh, then you can screw your friends over. Like, I say, five, you're finished already. You ask one of them, go <laughs> buy yeah, drinks. Yeah, go first, you go first. Yeah, and then everyone leaves. Wow, that's like the next level of uh, entrapment. Yeah, man. Mm. Cool. But yeah, uh, speaking of uh, entrapment and all that, like, right, um, there is uh, something that happened in Singapore recently that mm. kind of, uh, when I first saw it, I, I really like, whoa. And then I sent it to you guys, like, saying mm. that this, we have reached uh, peak parody in life, like, right? Mm, mm. It's just such a, what the hell? Like, like people, that this is actually real, just quite, shocks me quite a bit. Like. Mm. And what is this thing that happened, like? 
Um, it is the news that a migrant worker won eighteen thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight Singapore dollars mm. at a Squid Game-inspired Singapore company event. Mm. And there was a video um, that was taken at the time of him finding out he won on stage, and he collapses to his knees, breaks out in tears, and bows at the the feet of the MD, la, yeah. who I think is the chairman of the group also. So basically, it is uh, the a, a li- heavy lift and transport company, Polisum Engineering. Mm-hmm. They had their annual dinner and dance last Saturday on 27th May. La. Yeah. So apparently, they had a series of Squid Game inspired matches, mm. uh, which, you know, based on the viral Netflix TV show. Yeah. Um, one of the games was like the base of the red light, green light challenge. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, all the attendees wore tracksuit jackets with numbers. Uh, just like how they wore in the show, yeah. there was, I mean, the, the setup and the props all quite similar. Mm, 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 so, he won 18888 um, and there was a bunch of things that were given to employees. La. Apparently, mm. the company gave out about $100,000 in prizes. Yeah. Second place winner scored 8,888. Third place winner was 6,888. Mm-hmm. And everyone else got like a, a long service. I mean, the, those who got long service awards got between 500 and 1,500. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, when you saw this and you said, oh, art, uh, biggest parody, then I was like, what is it? What, what, why are you saying it's a parody? Uh, in a sense. Why? Okay, I, I mean, ultimately, uh, if you read the article and, and, uh-huh. and, and all, right, like, uh, it's similar to what we were talking about the last time about NS allowance, all right? Do we begrudge that uh, these people are getting money? We don't, right? Mm. I think the the company rightly gave out a big bonus to everyone. I think $100,000 in prizes and, and, you know, some people walked away. There were long service awards given out and all that. So it was a night of like celebrating and giving out uh, cash rewards to employees, right? Yeah. So do I begrudge that? They did that to them for, for the employees. No, uh, you know, it's good that they got money. Uh, maybe my only thing about it was that it was a Squid Game themed uh, competition. Because uh, right? mm. the idea of when you watch Squid Game and all, the whole point is about um, almost like pervert. I mean, they, they take the idea of inequality in society to the extreme, uh, right? Mm. Where the rich and powerful organize games where poor and desperate people. Uh, risk their lives in order to win a large life-changing amount of money, la, right? Mm. So, in some effect, you bring that down to a smaller scale. This is, is it ex- actually is what happening in this case, la, right? Where a company with a lot of migrant workers who earn less than what uh you know a Singaporean like uh median income earner would would be earning, you know, uh participating in Squid Game themed games. In order to win a life number of tracksuit, in order to win a life changing amount of money, so it's almost like, dude, uh, when you watch a show like this, the whole idea of it is to make you think about inequality in society and why it's so, it's so bad, and and I will not say it's so bad, but why it's, it it, it can be seen, it can become so evil uh, when it, when people uh, take it to its extreme like that uh, right? Mm. Whereas when when wherever, but this game here like almost like misses the whole point, and they. They, you know, yeah, people are wearing tracksuits with numbers on them. They're basically reduced to like participants in the in the game and everything, lah. So it it just left a slightly uh bad taste in my my mouth when I saw it. So that means if yeah. if it was like a Alice in Wonderland yeah. themed event, yeah, or like uh I don't know, like what's a Guardians of the Galaxy themed event, yeah, something else, like And escape there was a prize room, money, yeah, some escape room kind of theme and all that kind of thing. Then 
that would, it wouldn't, I guess it wouldn't uh, be so bad, lah, right? Mm. But this one was like, wow, we already like, in the last three years in COVID, you know, inequality and, and how migrant workers were treated, uh, all these, how migrant workers' plight was during COVID and all that, right? Mm. Was such a big talking point. Uh, yeah, sure, great that they, you know, they have a chance to participate to win this money, but, but it's just, uh, in this fashion, I don't know, it just seems like very, um, Quite quite bad form lah. But at the same time, if it gets you this kind of publicity in the in the press, uh, maybe that's what they want. They were aiming for lah. But you you see nothing wrong with what they're doing. Eh? I mean, the more I read about it, I mean, yesterday when you first sent it to me, I'm like, what is Terrence being woke or? Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, then when I read up about it, when I saw the pictures, mm. and also. I think what changed it for me was, you know how you said the show essentially is these people who are on the cusp of like life and death in some extent. Yeah. Right? They're on the run from cops and they are basically like struggling to survive. Mm. Uh, so just now when you said a life-changing amount of money, I think for someone who just hears on paper $18,888 in the Singapore context, mm. it's a big amount but it's, it's not say life-changing. Like. Yeah. But for this guy, this uh, worker, apparently that amount is equivalent to 1.5 years of salary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Which means that he's getting like a thousand plus a month. La. Yeah. Uh, but even then, he I mean, he supports apparently like 17 family members mm. he takes care mm. of back home. Mm. And he said with that, he will buy land and build a house for his family. La. Yeah. So yeah. you hear, you're like, oh shit, this really feels like a contestant in Squid Game yeah who won yeah and bowing at the feet of an Asian old man yeah which if you watch Squid Game <laughs> yeah that look I that mean there Asian was literally, old man. there was literally a Sri Lankan character in the show right yeah who was in that situation right where he needed the money he was here I think he was he an was investigation be, for murder yeah. or assault or something right yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh my god yeah. uh fuck man like this this is a bit uh, weird lah but yeah I mean like if the company is giving out $100,000 to their employees I mean good for them mm. uh, but then I saw some people saying that oh you know like uh, is it right that he gets paid a thousand plus a month and then the counter argument is that if he can come here earn, earn a good amount of money uh, back family. home to yeah. support his family is that wrong yeah, yeah. and if he's willing to work at that rate Assuming the company does all the due diligence and they're not breaking any laws, is that wrong? Yeah. Then it becomes a whole other argument. Yeah. But this one, yeah, the visuals, they have a picture of like all the employees in their red track suits. Yeah. Uh, with the numbers. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like what you said, like, if it was like, say like cosplay or Guardians of Galaxy themed where they have to compete in things wearing, you know, different costumes or something like that. And okay lah, there's some, you know, there's a little bit of individuality involved and, and people get to choose what they want to dress up as and all that. But this one feels like almost like, oh, okay, to win this amount of money, you got to wear this tracksuit and take a number and be part of this big photo opportunity where we shoot you as like we're organizing a giant squid game kind of thing. Then you get a chance to win the money. Um, Yeah, so the whole thing just, I think it's just the optics of it lah, really, you know. Um, I, I don't. Like, again, I said it's it's great that the company is giving out money to the employees. Uh, how they distribute it, of course, is their prerogative. But that's where I feel like okay, maybe they could chose anything else other than Squid Game, Mission Impossible, Top Gun team, or anything else. Like, there's a lot of other things that they could have chosen, but maybe something other than Squid Game, like, Given the, what the theme is and all. <laughs> right. And I mean, Squid Game came out like a year and a half ago, so. Mm. Uh, so it just fell out. How long has this been in the works, man? Yeah. But How Squid, long has it been? 
But it's true, uh, Squid Game was iconic, right? Um, maybe, I mean, even if it was packaged as like a singles inferno thing or something, like that, you know, <laughs> then it feels a little bit more okay, lah. It's, it's like, okay, I know you're thinking Indian matchmaking, lah. Oh, right? No, 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 I never thought that. Never thought that. Yeah, never crossed my mind. <laughs> But yeah, there there are other franchises and all that of TV shows that could have uh, formed the basis of this team, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it was just it's a bit surreal, like it's a bit surreal uh, watching that. Yeah, and it, it sounds like it was uh, planned for by a PR company, right? I think a PR company was helping to organize this event because it, it does seem like the there's a lot that went into you know publicizing it as well. So. Yeah, strange, man. So apparently every employee walked in, walked home with at least $188. Yeah, so this is grow PR. So it's like, uh, I mean, I, I've seen uh, dinner and dances, uh, corporate dinner and dances where people have prize ceremonies and all that like, and they win things, like, right? Do you ever have to organize? Uh, I've had to organize comp- a corporate event, yeah, uh, where there are like prizes and stuff like that as well. So no, not saying that it's a bad thing, but uh, it's just when... The final prize being money also, right? Like straight out this money and a, a cash bouquet of $18,888. And yeah, people, everyone having to wear track suits and participate in the competition. That, that is, I mean, everything just adds up to just feel like, what is this reality? Or are we like, is it a parody? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 18. Because last time I remember the, I was once I was president of the fucking D&D committee back. Mm, back mm. And, and yeah, the prizes, I think it was generally don't just give money, just give mm. something more like a trip or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But, but why? Actually, why why don't give money? I think because money, it feels, okay, like, let's say your birthday, I mean, if you ask me birthday, people want to give me money or give me a gift, Uh, depending on how well they know me. Yeah. A gift is nice, yeah. but the money isn't bad. Money yeah, isn't yeah. bad either. Yeah. But it just feels very transactional. Mm, feels very transactional. Yeah, feels yeah. very transactional. And I've been told before by by friends, like these Tauke kind of friends, right, who uh. run these uh, family businesses and all that, that uh, yeah, giving money doesn't always cut it. Like sometimes like for a lot of their long-serving employees, it's more important that they get like those, you know, like long-service award, the watch, the custom, the, the watch custom long-service award watch with the, the name engraved in it. They say that means so much more to them than getting, you know, whatever amount it is, like $1,000, $500 or what. It's just, because money can be, it's so, yeah, like you said, it's so transactional and doesn't mean anything. has no sentimental value. Yeah. But these items, like, really do, right? So, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know if they could have bought anything else for $18,888 that would have mattered to Mr. Selvam. But, Mm. uh... Maybe in in that sense, uh, yeah lah. The, I I think the okay, you can still give money. It's just maybe find some other theme other than Squid Game lah. Really. Maybe we talk to Mister Shovel. He'll be like, both of you shut, shut up, up. Okay, this is gonna get me a house for my family. <laughs> Screw the whole transactional. Oh, yeah. it doesn't feel sentimental. <laughs> Fuck what, sentimental. What have you all done for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what have you right. all done for us lately? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, some people are also pointing out that there are probably some companies out there that don't even invite the migrant workers who work for them correct, to do D&D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this company, kudos to them that they can give out like $100,000 worth of gifts. Mm. Uh, clearly, they had a, a decent year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like, it was just surreal. Like, surreal. It was, yeah, quite, quite surreal. Surreal, if anything. Yeah, if, uh, yeah just another theme or something, like, really. Stranger Things or whatever. Like, there's a lot of things they could do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think now Squid Game, if you ever want to do an event about Squid Game, uh, 
Because there was some other thing. Was Mr. it Beast, Mr. Beast? Yeah, 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 Mr. Beast. He did a real life Squid Game and all yeah, that. Yeah, he did a real life Squid Game. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. So, uh, again, yeah, maybe don't do Squid Game because it's not very original as well, really, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one, they probably started planning start of 2022 for this event. Uh, I'm guessing so. Then they're like, oh, the hot topic is uh, is, is Squid Game. So, yeah. let's let's plan for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, That's man. Let us know what you think. Are we being like... Uh, uh, are we having a rod stuck up uh, our behinds about this issue? Mm. Or should we just take a chill pill about it? La? Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. But that's it. Uh, shall we talk about what's your one short comment of the week? Eh? Yeah. Um, My one short comment is mm. uh, basically a comment, I mean a thread started mm. by Mobster Boy. Mm. A uh, long-time Redditor. Uh, basically, just building off something we talked about in the previous podcast mm. about if everyone everyone should ask themselves, what is one thing they have done at least 400 times in their life? Mm. I yes. think the question sometimes is not as straight, straightforward as you think. Like, like What they put down was can't confirm, but maybe I've eaten at max 400 times. Yeah, yeah. And, and that made me, I saw that uh, last night and. Uh, it actually made me do some mental calculations about max. how many times I've probably been to max in my and life. How many, how many? I'm guessing when you're younger, maybe like once every two or three weeks. Uh-huh. So within a year, you would probably go like 15 to 25 times at least, uh-huh. like, right? I don't know, maybe, maybe more than that, like 30, 20 to 30 times, like, right? Mm. So let's just assume your youth is, you know, what, 20 years or something? So 20 times of that, like, and then you, that's like over like five, 600 times video. Yeah. So within your first 20 years, probably at least five, 600 times. Like, before you turn 30 or whatever, like, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's I mean, interesting, like, like whenever you break it down like that, like even mm. uh, what you might call it, there was that one viral post that I think was my one shock thing at some point called the tail end, mm. which was written by Wait But Why, a, a yeah. solid blog who takes like he takes down very he takes very complicated topics and reframes them. So the tail end is about if you were to actually calculate, let's say you're living away from your parents, you see mm. them once a week every weekend, average life expectancy, how many weekends you have with your parents by the yeah. time you're thirty plus, right? Mm-hmm. You are at the tail end of that, really, like. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's more of like, every time you think about something, like, eh, huh? Yeah, but that one is a uh, very US centric, lah. When when you move out, when la. people uh, in the US is very common that people move out at yeah, eighteen yeah, and you see know. once once every yeah, few once, months, uh, once right. a, yeah, even when like when they're thirty or forty, correct, they see correct, their parents correct. once a year, maybe Thanksgiving. Singapore, some people forty years old still living with their parents. Yeah, <laughs> they, they yeah. still see them every day, and then oh, like you like, never, you never go to your parents for the holidays, like because <laughs> you just every weekend you every go weekend, and see them. Yeah, every thing, weekend, like. even maybe even more. So they're like, "Fuck you, lah, till end." But like, even then, the if you move out, let's yeah, say you yeah, see yeah. your parents for a weekend dinner every year, you see fifty times. Yeah, let's say they are seventy. Uh, their life expectancy in Singapore years, is like yeah. 82, 83, 10 yeah. more years. That's 500 more times. Yeah, 500 which times. is still a very sobering... <laughs> no, it's a sobering thought. Okay, it's the, amount, the amount, number of times that you've gone to McDonald's before you turn 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, if you think like, what else? The, the number of times... Uh, don't know, like... Yeah. Yeah, Just, just it's just an interesting thought experiment. Mm, it is, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but what about you, man? My one short comment is from YouTube. I think a lot more people commenting on YouTube now that mm. we're there and active. Uh, Hokkien Me says, Great content as usual and it's more enjoyable now with the, the video. Perhaps it's time to have a small intro music jingle to announce the start of an episode. It'll be interesting to see what you guys can come up with. Now I'm thinking, eh, I thought we have a... We kind of have that. 
jingle and the yala bubble. There's no jingly really. enough lah. Oh, not jingly enough. Lah. Like he wants us to sing or something, is it? Yeah. Oh. No, or maybe just a bit longer. Or you know how some podcasts they do, they do, they do a cold open, like they take a highlight first. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And then there's like a jingle. Correct, correct. Whereas we just like fucking dive I'm in to it. and dive out. Oh, interesting. 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 Why, well, why do you think they want that? Uh, like you say, maybe it's to like taking the best part or at least like an interesting snippet of every episode. So you kind of know what you're getting into, lah, right? Mm. You kind of know what, what is coming up, yeah. Whereas at the start of every episode, it's a, it's a, a lot of times you spend the first five minutes just, just talking about the weather or how's, how's your week been. <laughs> very you unusual like, for can podcasts. Can we just have a jingle? Can we just have a jingle? I don't can care get to it, whether yeah. it was raining at your place in the morning or not. <laughs> uh, get, give me the damn jingle. Because this is YouTube, remember? This is YouTube like, hey guys, what's up? And you know, then three minutes later, the video is done. Yeah, this is what but YouTube now different la. Different la, yeah la, it's all different. different. But I think people's consumption patterns maybe on yeah. YouTube are different from like regular podcasts la. Yeah, because it's that much easier to scroll. Like, you always got like right-hand column of correct, more correct. of appealing videos. You exactly, know? exactly. Whereas um, when you listen to us on audio, a lot of times you're like, I'm literally like setting up, starting my car and everything and then I press play on the podcast and just let it play for a bit in the background. Mm. Once I'm driving, then I'm like in the zone. And That's what I'm curious. It. Like for people who've been long-time listeners, is there anything about video that you feel oh makes the podcast different for better or not so not so better, mm, not so mm. better? Because I think like last time the nice thing was like it's still in our house. It almost felt like like as raw as it can it can get. Whereas now we come to office, mm. you know, we have the camera set up. I don't think it has changed anything with regards to the dynamic. Mm. I'm wondering whether people listening right, like the people the nine people who have listened to all four hundred episodes, yeah, whether you can be like, huh, there's a difference. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a good difference, lah. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Cool, uh, yes. man. All right. And your one shook uh, thing. The one shook thing is a website I came across. That's mm. just one of those fun uh, websites called You're Getting Old. Mm-mm-mm. So, dot com. So, basically, what you do, you just key in your date of birth. Yeah. And it would tell you what has happened since the time you were born till now. Just high-level stuff. Mm. So, like, let's say I key in your date of birth. Yep. I put go. So, it's just, yeah, same thing. You just key in. So, Terrence, um, you are 14,782 days old. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, your heart has beaten approximately 1.478 billion times. Mm, wow. Um, you, there, when you were born, there were 4.689 million people. Now there are 7.891. Billion. Billion, billion, billion people. people. Ah, yeah, billion people. So the distance that you have traveled around the center of the earth mm-hmm. as it rotates is yeah. 450 million kilometers. Wow. So they just have this kind of, this kind of things. Uh, and they tell you like, uh, let's see. Yeah, on twenty eighth, fifth Jan, twenty twenty four, you'll be fifteen thousand days old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like over the hundred thousand people born on the same day as you, approximately ninety five thousand six hundred people are still living. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's just uh pointless info, but yeah. just fun. Pointless fun info. Pointless fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's uh. So, any interesting facts about yourself that that you you learned about being born on the day you were born? Oh, uh, let me put it in right now. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, go. Okay, so 
I'm 14,380 days old. Mm. Uh, if I were to do a birthday cake with all the candles uh, I've ever used on every birthday cake I did or did not have, it will be 780 candles. Mm. Mm. Uh, the moon has orbited Earth 526 times since I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be 15,000 days old on 11th February 2025. Mm. Yeah, so just a fun, pointless website. Wow. It's like, it's, yeah, a lot of that is math as well. Yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah. then they also have like as an infant, some of the big things that happen. Uh, so like 7 June 1984, the year I was born, the ghost, first Ghostbusters was released. Oh. As a teenager, 15 Jan 2001, Wikipedia is launched. So they just have like all this, these little fun facts. Interesting. Yeah, man. Cool. cool. You're becoming old, is it? You're getting old. You're getting old. Com. Yeah. Dot com. Nice. What about you, man? Uh, mine was a video between uh two kind of conservative uh I wouldn't say right wing but religious commentators and all that uh having a very this was about a month ago lah it's uh Dennis Prager and uh another um I, I can't remember his name Dennis Prager and another talk show host it's a heated debate on pornography with Dennis Prager or Prager you mm. you heard of Prager you right like it's a no. Conservative, conservative right wing, uh, a bit more um, YouTube channel that talks mm. about tries to take a more academic approach to a lot of these issues, like right. P R E P R A G E R. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's heated debate on pornography and Dennis Prager. So, is this these two people? One, I think he, I believe he's a Catholic. And the other guy is uh, Jewish, mm. and uh, they are generally they identify as conservative and you know religious as well. Mm. And they just had a very interesting viral debate, a 48-minute debate huh. about pornography la, and, and what it means for for the world today, la, right? And I know you've you've uh, had thoughts about this or that. like So they asked a lot of questions about, is it okay for a husband to, you know, uh, view pornography even in still, if he's still in a loving, you know, uh, relationship with Wait, his wife. Wait, you say I've had th- thoughts about this. We discussed these kind of things before, uh, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that theoretically, like, is pornography evil, like, right? Uh. Uh, like, okay, if, if, let's, and we've talked about this where if a, if a known pedophile says, oh, I watch uh, anime child porn, for example. Is that wrong? Uh? But that stops me from, you know, going out there and doing things to, to children and all. Mm. Is that, does that mean that the porn is evil or what, right? Mm. Is, it, is it still a sin? So it's a lot of uh, interesting points coming from these two middle-aged white guys or like, like <laughs> talking about... Um, so one for one against. No, I think they have, even between them, they have quite, uh, it's a debate because they have quite different views about pornography. I think, I believe Dennis Prager thinks that uh he, when he says pornography, he's thinking of like, because he's a really old guy, he's thinking of like Playboy photo oh, spreads, things like oh. that. So he's, to him, it's like... <laughs> Not like modern day yeah, porn. No, no, no. He says that my father, you know, my father used to to subscribe to Playboy, but he loved my mother all the way to the end. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, no, you know, like pornography is, is evil and then like uh, masturbation mm. is, is akin to murder, you know, and, and things like that. Wow. Yeah, so it gets a very, it becomes, a, it's a very heated debate uh, and quite interesting even for you know non-conservatives or what to listen to so it's uh, Dennis Prager and who oh yeah the YouTube channel is called Pints with Aquinas oh yeah 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 Pints so, with Aquinas yeah yeah so it's a long form discussion debates and teachings on the Catholic faith yeah so he's Catholic Pints oh Pints, Pints with Aquinas yeah. and I think yeah, then he speaks to Dennis Prager and this went quite viral and then you know like Ben Shapiro and all did response videos to it and all 
because yeah, the the concept of uh, pornography in a relationship and all that. So it's quite funny because they they really go into like they really throw scenarios at each other. Like you know, oh, what if your wife tells you, hey, I your 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 legs really turned me on. Does that mean she's objectifying you? You know, and <laughs> then he's like, oh, you know, and then the other guy's like, oh, you know, what 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 is it? If it's lust from a sexual desire, like if you have sexual desire for your wife, does that mean you lust after her? And so uh, they really go into the the weeds about this, and it's I know it's funny but pretty horrific to 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 watch at the same time. <laughs> but, yeah. Shit. So do yeah do listen to to it and then it's apparently there was a quote once what we once call hardcore we now call softcore what yeah. we once call softcore we now call Netflix <laughs> is it that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's oh, a, love it. you really see this uh, yeah conservative conservative views on porn and why they're so angry with porn and everything lah so it, it's it's pretty uh, it's an interesting listen lah. I don't know I don't oh, yeah it, somehow you got. It got fed to me, and, and I you watched, watched all forty-eight minutes of it. I listened to it like a podcast. Oh, you listened to it like a podcast. It was quite interesting just to listen to it. Oh, yeah. nice! Wow, power. Mm, mm. Okay. Cool, cool, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah, next next week, right? With mm-hmm. Soryong, Soryong podcast. Sweet. Okay. <laughs>